welcome to the Business Brainwave Show with Renata Jute, where we will look at ways to optimize your business. So, September month is Trust Month at Noble Prosperity, and I'm so excited to introduce and bring to you Fear Funder Spey from Trustees as my guest. I didn't uh, interview with Fear that stretched uh, over quite a period of time, and uh, I then broke up that interview into several uh, smaller podcasts, and I will be bringing those podcasts to you during the month of September. So if you are interested in all things trusts, and you want to know how trusts are affected by the taxes and the law and what the master has to say about trusts, then stick around. Make sure that you pick up on all the podcasts during the month of September where Fear Funder Spay from Trustees will be my guest. So next thing, I often get asked about tax deductible expenses. So clients will come to me and they just want to deduct anything and everything that was paid for in the trust. And of course, we know the rule is that as long as it's in production of income, we can look at the tax deductibility of expenses. So let's talk a bit about that. Of course, we've got the Section 11 deductions that we would look at against taxable income. And then we've got also the limitations uh, on those deductions. So tell us a bit uh, from your side. What is your view on this? Yes. I think what, again, what makes a trust unique is when you actually look at the uh, individual assets in a trust, you almost, almost, must almost treat each of them as a little silo with its income expenditures. Why is that important? Obviously, as Renata said, you know, when you look at, an, at a business like a company, you can only deduct um, expenditures if they were incurred in producing the, the income um, that is to be taxed. As an example, when you uh, are receiving dividends, um, even in a trust or in a company, when you receive dividends, obviously that's uh, uh, not a taxable item uh, because it's after tax already. So any um, expenditure incurred in the production of that dividend, then you can't deduct because it was not incurred in the production of income. So if you actually look at that uh, general principle in the context of a trust, uh, as I said, you almost look at every asset in a trust as a silo with its related income and expenditures. And why we need that is um, not only to calculate the taxable income, um, but also when we start looking at distributions, you know, what you can distribute to a beneficiary, you know, can some of those expenses go along with the distribution. So um, very important when you actually do the, the trust count that you actually very clearly identify, first of all, um, expenditure incurred directly in um, generating a specific asset income, because those you actually need to um, point directly to that uh, income generated. Then you also have general expenditures incurred by the trust, for example, trustee fees. You know, to which asset does it belong? To, you know, which income did it produce? And so I said they are happy for us to apportion 
that general expenditure to um, you know the different uh, 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 income generated in the trust, and then you must have a formula that you can actually justify. Um, and what seems to be acceptable by SARS if we do it on a basis of um, income generated as a percentage of the uh, total taxable income. So, but again, you know, case by case, you have to be able to justify that uh, the percentage or the allocation that you are applying for those general expenditures, um, you know, is actually correct for your specific trust. 100%. And then, of course, we've got our limitations as well. So even if something is deductible, we may have our, I think it's the section 23 prohibits yeah. certain expenses. So for instance, if we can use an example here, I may have a property in the trust and we want to deduct the expenses pertaining to that particular uh, property. So let's call it rates, taxes, maintenance, uh, interest on the bond. And yes, that may work if we are generating an income like rental income. But if we are not generating an income, we cannot go and deduct those expenses. Yes, they are expenses, but that does not mean that they are in production of income. So if I am not generating a rental income, for instance, from that, so it's a taxable income, we cannot actually deduct the expenses. That would be the one thing. But the other thing would also be if it's for personal use, if it's for personal maintenance, if it is the house where I myself live, I cannot just expect to then have those expenses um, deducted. Unless, of course, we are using a portion for office rent and then again, the, the other rules kick in. But I think uh, very important and very pertinent what FIA is saying is that you treat each and every asset as its own entity. And you have to look at the income and expenses pertaining to that particular asset. And then when it comes to the general expenses such as trustee fees, accounting fees, bank charges. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, Fia. Would there be anything else? Could be legal if it was pertaining to the trust. Um, yeah. Interest linked yeah. to the bank account, if not to a particular mm -hmm. investment. Mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. Then we are looking at the um, the, the the general expenses. But if I have, for instance, interest on a bond, then that is pertaining to a particular asset. So again, mm. um, and that is where the apportionment comes in. And that is what Fia was talking about earlier. And I think when we talk about who pays the tax, we can touch a bit more on apportionment. But apportionment really comes down to who pays what portion of tax on an expense and must I take the expense and divide it in amongst various parties or various assets or does the full expense or the full income fall to one particular asset? That is where we touch on apportionment. Sure. So thank you, Fia. That was very interesting. Yes, so we now understand the difference between whether it is a just a normal expense or whether it is a tax deductible expense. So again, the rule of thumb is always go back and say, well, number one, is this a taxable income? In other words, interest would generally result in tax, but a dividend received, if it's a local dividend, would not result in a tax paid by me. So that's the difference in a taxable income. And then the second question is, 
is this in production of income in the trust? So if I put money in the trust to pay the bond, is that a rental income from a third party? Is it a donation? Is it a recovery income? Is it a loan from a trustee? What form of money into trust is that? And this is where I try and avoid even talking debits and credits. When I talk, I explain to my trustees that it's money in, money out. And then we decide what that money in and money out tag is. So, Great stuff. Now we have a better understanding on that one. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business Brainwaves. For more Business Brainwaves, please visit my website, nobleprosperity.co.za, follow me on Facebook, or connect with me on LinkedIn. For easy access, the links are posted below.